Welcome back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your convenience. August 10th, 2020. Hamilton illustrates the opportunity and challenges facing Disney+. Last week, we highlighted how Disney's move to accelerate direct-to-consumer streaming would hasten the demise of the already struggling multi-channel video ecosystem. While Disney has certainly enjoyed tremendous success with the launch of Disney Plus last November, there are two key questions at hand. One, how do they maintain their momentum in D2C? Two, do they have the optimal strategy in having siloed content into multiple streaming offerings instead of focusing all of their programming on one service? Thanks to data from measurement and analytics company Antenna, we can start to analyze the streaming opportunity and challenges facing Disney based on what happened with Hamilton over the last month. Sign up impact of Hamilton. Disney Plus skyrocketed to over 23 million subscribers in the U.S. at the end of 2019, fueled by a low price, deep catalog of content to entertain children, essentially a DVD library on demand, an incredible marketing campaign, and sizable demand for their first major original series, The Mandalorian. As you can see in the antenna chart embedded below, other than the release of Frozen 2 in late March, nothing really drove a significant uptick in signups for Disney Plus in the first half of 2020. The obvious implication was that Disney Plus had already acquired the majority of interested subscribers based on its product offering, meaning young families, and or Marvel Lucasfilm superfan households. Pre-launch, we assumed this number was in the low to mid-30 million range, domestically. Even the release of Frozen 2 had a relatively muted impact on sign-up activity, as the film was not only in theaters, but was made available for digital sale, EST, ahead of its release on Disney+. Disney Plus reaching its TAM based on current product mix, was further exemplified by the lack of sign-up surge for the latest Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, in May 2020. Disney released Hamilton on Disney Plus on July 3, 2020, and sign-ups exploded, as you can see in the antenna chart above. The release of Hamilton as a theatrical film was never expected to be a blockbuster. However, on Disney Plus, it not only gave existing subscribers fresh content to be excited about, it brought in an entirely new group of subscribers who would never have contemplated subscribing. Look no further than my tweet about my uncle embedded to the right. The tweet says, my 88-year-old uncle just signed up for Disney Plus today to watch Hamilton the musical. Hamilton shows the power of putting a new feature film directly on SVOD, skipping theaters and all forms of transactional home entertainment. Not to mention, Disney spent a fraction of the marketing dollars and likely generated far more viewership for Hamilton than they ever would have had the film been released in theaters. The key takeaways are that massive scale in SVOD requires breadth of content for everyone in a household, and that direct-to-SVOD movies can drive meaningful value, meaning adding value to existing subs and bringing on new subs. We believe Disney Plus has likely scaled into the low 30 million range domestically, to get anywhere near Netflix's 65 million plus U.S. subscribers will require a broader array of programming on Disney+. Plus. We continue to believe Disney should collapse all of their streaming services into one single offering versus the current siloed content approach. Disney+, Hulu, 
ESPN Plus, and the soon-to-launch Star. Churn from Hamilton. For a subscriber who joined Disney Plus just for Hamilton, there is very little else to watch. Meaning, if you're a subscriber who does not have young kids and is not a fan of Marvel or Lucas Films, we believe the majority of these new subscribers signed up for the monthly plan versus annual, and we're less likely to sign up for the Disney Triple Play bundle including Hulu and ESPN+, Plus, with the end result being much higher churn than the average Disney Plus subscriber pre-Hamilton launch. The antenna chart embedded below shows that almost 30% of the new Disney Plus subscribers that joined on the weekend of July 3rd have already churned, and that cohort of Disney Plus subscribers were 50% more likely to cancel Disney Plus within the first month than subscribers who joined on the weekends of June 19th or June 26th. We suspect part of the higher churn is also driven by the fact that Disney Plus benefits from an annual subscription, with most Hamilton new subs likely choosing monthly so they could cancel quickly. Note, the antenna data is not able to track subscribers who join for free via Verizon's promotion. The obvious conclusion is that while a differentiated, high-profile piece of content like Hamilton can drive meaningful signups to a streaming service, unless it is supported by a regular cadence of like content, subscribers will churn far more rapidly than subscribers that find value across the service's entire content offering. Remember, in the world of D2C, there's no friction to churning out, unlike the high friction in the legacy multi-channel bundle. Disney would need lots of adult-skewing content to keep the vast majority of Hamilton signups engaged with the service. Essentially, they would need Hulu to be part of Disney+. A synthetic bundle can help reduce churn, but the optimal strategy is a single service with all forms of content. Hopefully, Disney is learning from these one-off experiments and adjusting their future strategy. Universal has already learned significantly from this year's PVOD releases, and we look forward to seeing what Paramount learns from its PVOD SVOD plans for SpongeBob in early 2021. We also suspect the high level of churn following Hamilton played a role in Disney's decision to offer Mulan as a $30 premium video on demand, instead of simply including it within Disney Plus's base offering. Disney probably realizes that most Mulan fans are already Disney Plus subscribers, and those that are not would churn far too quickly if the movie was simply included within Disney Plus. The Mulan Pivot approach allows Disney to extract incremental dollars from their base of Disney Plus subscribers without raising the core subscription price. That said, some Disney Plus subscribers may be irritated by having to pay an additional $30 for something that a few months later will be available at no incremental cost to them. We continue to believe the right strategy for Disney is to include all of Disney's new movies direct to Disney Plus, skipping theaters entirely, and then use the higher engagement and subscriber happiness to raise the Disney Plus price across the entire base of subscribers. Disney's clearly not ready to give up on movie theaters, so PVOD is their way of taking a partial step. While they're clearly moving toward the future, they are doing it at a more measured pace than we would like to see to maximize value and compete head-on with Netflix. Background on Antenna. What is Antenna? Antenna tracks purchase behavior and key subscription metrics across the new media ecosystem. We provide a market-level view of metrics such as subscribers, churn rate, and ARPU. Ultimately, we help subscription media businesses understand where consumers are spending their media and entertainment dollars and why. Antenna observes complete transaction histories from several million U.S. panelists on a purely anonymous opt-in basis. Because we were able to see rich transaction-level data on such a large swath of the population, 
we're able not only to calculate subscription metrics, but also conduct in-depth cohort analysis at the distributor, plan, or user level.